Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. What's up, everyone, and welcome back to Metalcore Nerds, the podcast that combines pop culture and heavy music. This is the Hawkeye After Show covering Hawkeye Episode 3. We got an Echo backstory. We got Trick Arrows and Kingpin confirmed, maybe? I have Austin back here with me. What's up, man? How you doing? I'm doing great. I'm stoked to talk about this episode because I think this show is really fun, and I'm like pretty hyped on it dude me too i am as most people know i like a lot of things like marvel everything. being very hot very hot i not <laughs> almost everything uh ben letherby carnage is an exception to that <laughs> i will shit on that movie as much as is as, as many times as i have an it, opportunity to is that not worth watching i didn't watch it, it, it no. totally skip it okay yeah watch the end credit scene on youtube it's all i gotta know okay <laughs> Yep. It's it's infuriating. To me, I'm a Carnage fan. And I like Tom Hardy as Venom and Eddie Brock, but the story of that movie was not good. You can check out the I, I have a spoiler app uh, version of it. That can I have a summary that I do in about two minutes, and that's probably all you need. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest. It's, it's, it's sorry that we're tangent off the bat. That's disappointing because I was sorry. hoping that Andy Circus was you know, it's going to be able to take that in the, in a good direction. I did not like the first film and I understand that the, people, people dug it, but I was not a fan. I liked it, did not love it. I, I think it was mostly because, oh man, I think Tom Hardy and Eddie Brock are a really good, or Tom Hardy as Ed and Brock and Venom was a really good casting and decision. Yeah. And I, I liked how weird the movie was because Venom is very weird in the comics. It's a very weird thing. I, I will agree that it's kind of weird saying weird again but it's strange that he started off as an anti-hero in the beginning and i really hated the last battle it was a clusterfuck of cgi i will say that in this movie a thing that andy circus probably helped with was that at least when carnage and venom were fighting you could see what the fuck was going on i, cool. I will give it that uh you can definitely check it the out. cgi is the cgi is like phenomenal for what they do with the symbiotes it's like it looks incredible i will give that's like one of my big pluses of that movie is that the cgi looks unbelievable i will give them that that's and i like tom hardy in it 
and that's pretty much the most I'll get. Like that, I don't want to talk anymore about it. <laughs> we'll, we'll move on. We'll move on. We'll move on. M- moving on. <laughs> moving on. Uh, let's before we dive into, into Hawkeye as we usually do. Let's talk a little about about what we've watched. Have you watched anything new this week? Uh, after we anything, got off last new? week, uh, after we got off last week, su- Succession ended up having. Uh, one of the best episodes of that TV show ever. And so just keep that show just keeps crushing it. So to anybody out there who doesn't watch Succession, I hope you give it a shot uh, because it's really good. Uh, And I should have mentioned it last week. One movie I need to bring more attention to is a movie called Werewolves Within, which is like Mm -hmm. a, it's like a small horror comedy in the vein of Shaun of the Dead based on the card series. A uh, werewolf, where you're dealt the cards and you have to determine who's the werewolf, and oh, wow. uh, it's unfortunately not available anywhere to stream. Uh, so I bought it, but I'm always going <laughs> to try to support. I'm always going to try to support these like small films. Uh, but oh, yeah. werewolves within, and uh, the cast is kind of unknown. Uh, Guillermo from What We Do in the Shadows, the TV show, and then the girl from the AT and T commercials that you see every weekend if you watch sports. Uh, she's in it. And then also one of the guys from I Think You Should Leave is the main character. Huh. And I'm going to uh, pull that up so I get their names correct because they owe they are owed some respect. Uh, Milana yeah. Vintrub is the main girl character. Sam Richardson stars as the main character. And then Harvey Guillen is uh, Joaquim in this. And it's really, really funny. Uh, and, and nothing to nothing earth shattering, but Werewolves Within. Huge recommendation uh, from from my house on that one uh chris from geek peak if you're listening to this which uh, you probably will be eventually I, this sounds up your alley my friend he mentioned to me i think after listening to last week's episode he's like yes you need to watch succession yeah, <laughs> yeah he just messaged it to me randomly and he's like yeah you need to watch succession and i was like <laughs> i was like i did listen to his episode and they mentioned succession in it but I was like, how yeah. would he know? You know, so he's like, watch it. So I'm guessing it was. It was I love that. If I'm wrong, Chris, my, my bad, I guess. <laughs> um, I did finish Midnight Mass last night. Wow, what a show that is. Dude, off the rails towards the end. Oof. Like, <laughs> Yeah, at, at the end of episode six, I was like, fuck. <laughs> Shit is yeah. going down. <laughs> uh, spoilers for Midnight Mass? Yeah, if you don't want spoilers for Midnight Mass, like fast forward a few minutes. The, the I mean, I watched on, it super late. The character design but, on the vampire was so dope. I have that, to say, the things they changed about vampires, so fucking cool and refreshing. Yeah. Like, the fact that their blood, like, cured ailments of normal people, and you just have oh. to die, and if you drank the blood, you became a vampire. And they were just normal people. They were just, yes. you know, and I love how they kind of explained it. it was like it could be like a sort of some sort of disease yeah. and everything like that. And e- even the ending when the, the the girl says, I can't feel my legs, it's like proven yeah. the fact that the, the angel died. Um, oh, and man, the fact this... that when it's feeding, it didn't give a fuck about anything. I was like, whoa, yep. this is crazy. Um, it was wild. That I, I love that they I love sick. that they called him an alien or an angel. And then the whole scene in the church, and he's wearing like the Catholicism. Dude, it's so sick. Uh, when he came into that, I was like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, yeah, good, good. I'm glad you liked it. Uh, that was, I thought it was cool. Yeah, I mean, everyone's gave it high praise. It's just when um, I started watching it with Sam, she wasn't into the church stuff. Um, sure. It gave her like 
memories of childhood, I think. Um, totally. Which is fair. Which is fair. It's definitely like very church centric. <laughs> I mean, it's implied in the name, but it's the whole crux of the show for sure. The whole that, like, that's one of you'll see that not to get into my band, but the undertaking is always going to dabble in some like religious like imagery because I think that there's like a ton of power in the like the horror aspect of I guess church and what yeah. that has done to people in the past and stuff. And number one reason people don't go to church is because they've been to church in the past. And I think that there's like a lot of trauma that's involved in that stuff. So I, I always like when things yeah. are really tied to faith and spirituality, which again, you guys are going to hate me at the end of this, but just watch the leftovers because they do a really good job. With that. <laughs> I will watch. Right, the leftovers, well, I promise. Oh, no, I promise. So yeah, I finished that. And uh, I'm trying to think if I watched anything else. I just started the second part of, um, Master of the Universe Revelation, Kevin Smith's Master of the Universe animated mm. show, which I really liked the first part. I know some people complained about it. I don't, I don't know. There was, I, whatever. That's like a weird thing that I don't even care about, but I like that show a lot. I think it's very fun and cool. And Mark Hamill's fucking Skeletor. What the fuck more do you want than that? I don't know. Um, but I, I barely, I didn't even finish the first episode, but so I can't really say much about it other than I thought it was cool <laughs> so uh, far. I haven't. This is not something I was watching, uh, but uh, for you listening folks out there, shout out to No Bragging Rights and our buddy Mike, who just released an EP. Uh, I'm giving him yes. a shout out because the episode I met him on was our Black Widow recap. And so we've been messaging ever since. And good dude. So shout out to Hell No yes. Bragging I, Rights. I was going to bring that up. So I'm so glad you brought that up. You've been very good at things I forget. You bring it up. It's like you're <laughs> completing my brainwaves or something. It's crazy. I did want to shout out uh, Great American Ghost dropped a new track too which is also awesome um i haven't done a pull list in a few weeks there hasn't been enough new music to do a full pull list section so this is a nice little mini pull list section go listen to newton Rights record go listen to the new vatican song and go listen to and pre-order the new great american ghost record they just released one song i will say ethan if you do listen to this i was bummed you named it kingmaker because i thought the band kingmaker came back and it's just your song title so that's and just for anybody who ever wants a metalcore nerds uh, uh, weekend where we watch movies and then uh, play shows together, I'm trying to get Sean to put a, a festival together. He's not replying to it my had, comments about that, but it has been brought up to me multiple times, also by Tyler Small. Yeah, Saving Vice is all, and I'm like, man, that's a lot of money for me to put up to make this happen. And I was like, that's why I'm skeptical about it. First one. That's, um, that's true. But we'll figure it out. May, maybe one day, uh, something like that. I mean, that's kind of a goal to have, like, you know, almost like a metalcore nerds kind of like con thing. Maybe one day. That would be cool. Watch a couple movies, have some panels, live panels, live podcasts, yeah. recording. It'd be a cool. Live shows. That's what I'm saying. I like the idea a lot. A lot. It's just the logistical version is what makes me have major anxiety. <laughs> so uh how how much do you love the kingpin oh whew. okay let's get into this shit so uh hawkeye episode three titled echoes very uh good title so it starts off we get to see my lopez aka echo as a child in 2007 i love how it so i brought up the perspective things about like lucky the pizza dog and clint um having the whole issue where his like hearing aid is off or out and this episode gave me that exactly what mm -hmm. I wanted with that. And and the way they went in and out of it was, was beautiful. We'll get more into that a little later on, but uh, Maya is deaf as a child already. We don't know if it was like a predetermined thing. And I didn't know this beforehand, 
but Alakwa Cox that plays Maya Lopez is actually deaf. I did not know that. I wasn't sure. I just wasn't sure. But um, an article came out right after this episode that um, Jeremy Renner and Haley Seinfeld learned basic ASL before even starting filming so they could communicate with her during the series, which is incredible and awesome and probably should have been done anyway, but still it is a very cool thing that they did those kind of things. And it makes sense with Jeremy's character, especially where he's at now that he would need to learn basic ASL anyway. Um, And she actually does when it's revealed um, in the karate scene that she's um, an amputee that, that she actually has that in real life too. It's not like a CGI or whatever. Like it, that's real. It's legit. So <laughs> it's cool they incorporate that into the character. Yeah. Too. Uh, so shout out you, Marvel Studios. Shout out Marvel Studios, but also tying back into Eternals with Makari and what yes. they've done for ASL. And you saw like the reports that people yeah. are like super interested in learning ASL after they saw Eternals. And uh, I'm just all for that. I think that that's really cool. And yeah, yep. hearing that Haley Stanfield and Renner like learned ASL because I guess um, uh, the uh, actor, what, what's her name? Um, Alakwa Cox. She was like super nervous coming onto set the first day and that helped her feel better about yeah, it. This, just, this is her yeah, first really acting cool. gig too. Yeah. Which is That's crazy. so sick. Yeah. Especially after this episode, I'm like, I would never have guessed that in, in a million years. Same. But yeah, we, I did not we know see, that. Uh, we see little kid, Maya Lopez. She's in the class. Uh, the teacher kind of alludes that she needs to pay attention, but then she's kind of realizing she's smarter than the average child. And then we go to the karate studio, which we see, well, actually before that, she had, they, have, they, have, they have this amazing, um, amazing moment with her and her father, William, where he's talk, she's asking if dragons are real. And this is very interesting. And I, I'm probably looking way too much into this, but he says, oh, they live in a different world, which in Shang-Chi and Tao Lo, there was two fucking mm-hmm. dragons in a different world. Just yep. saying. I don't know if he you knows know, anything about it, but come on, man. <laughs> you know, like, come on. Is is it implied that is it implied that he's the head of the tracksuit mafia? Uh, I I got the vibe that he was just like kind of like a general or like a higher up in it. Okay, that's the vibe now, I pa- got. Pause because. On the Marvel casting stuff that we talked about last week, I was blown away when the actor's name is Zon uh, McLarnon. I'm totally yeah. butchering how to say that. If you've seen Fargo, which is one yeah. of my favorite TV shows, he was in the second season and just such a sick, sick actor. And then he was also yeah. in uh, Westworld, Westworld and just having a character command that much space in such little time, like... <laughs> I think for me resonates because you're just completely drawn into his performance and he loves his daughter and he's taking care of her. So I was very disappointed to find out that he died in the first, what, couple minutes of the show. Um, and I assume he'll come yeah. back in flashbacks or something, but huge, I think huge so fan of that I, guy. Yeah. And what you to add to what you said, the little amount he's in this episode, the amount you care about him in such little time just proves the fact of how of a class act actor he is because it's from this conversation you care immediately they they talk about the dragon and and, and the reason why i think he's not the head or it wasn't the head of the trash mafia is because she even brings up like oh i thought i was you were you had enough money for, to send me to the deaf school and he's like 
I'm sorry, I couldn't. Basically, he's he's in some money troubles. Like they didn't dive deep into it, but there's something going on with that. And uh, after that, we see the karate scene where she's training karate, and you see what seems to be her photogenic or uh, whatever you call it, the photo. Uh, is it photogenic reflexes or whatever the terminology is, but she can see something and copy it basically. Photo- um, photographic her... memory. Photographic reflex. Thank you. <laughs> um, and you see her do that in the karate school. And then after she takes down this dude who is four times the size of her, she goes over to her dad and he says, Hey, your uncle is going to take you home after karate. And then we see this big person that you only see like the waist down you see his hand he's wearing a black suit he's got cufflinks on the suit he pinches her cheek and there's a laugh not to say kingpin is confirmed just yet but i would find it hard to believe that this is anyone else other than kingpin marvel studios is not dumb they know what they did with this and if they <laughs> deliver someone else is not kingpin i feel like the internet is going to turn on the series immediately Especially, like like I said, in the first two episodes, they already pointed to him a bit. Just like how Loki did with Kang. And with that scene, and other things are referenced later, where Clint says, hey, there's someone higher up, you don't want to mess with them. Um, Kazi bring, talks with Maya later, saying, hey, we don't want to upset Uncle. I don't. They're in New York City, criminal underworld. It's got to be Kingpin, right? Like, who else is it? So I kind of detest the mystery box. I Like, I hate mystery box stuff. And so I really, really need them to tell us sooner than later that it's him. Because the whole, like, calling him uncle stuff, that's just going to piss me off if they keep <laughs> that going until, like, the last minute of the last episode. All that to say, Kingpin, yes, let's go Wilson Fisk. I'm stoked he's. He, he it's him it, 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 it's him <laughs> which is really yeah. cool but i really need them to like not tease it out more than they already are because i feel like that becomes annoying it, it, and yeah. if it's not him then we're all duped but come on guys let's go it's him let's show him let's have some fun yeah i i actually didn't think about the whole mystery box thing until i saw someone post a tweet saying have these shows relied on the mystery box thing a little too much um, I want to take WandaVision out of the equation because mm-hmm. the, the Mephisto of it all and the engineer of it all was on us. So, I mean, I guess the mystery of like what the fuck was going on was there, but it wasn't like a character reveal at the end. You know, it was more of just a personal journey. So that one I'll take out of the equation. Loki, obviously there was. And, and it, say they they reveal Wilson Fisk, either this, not the if they do it not in the finale, I'll be like, okay. Because if that's not the big mystery at the end, if there's other shit coming that is like a big surprise, I would like that a lot better. Like if they mm-hmm. end up showing Kingpin at the very last scene, like that'd be kind of like you. I don't think the story needs that. They, they've already like again, they heavily hint at hey, there's a leader. They don't really need to hide the leader any anymore in this series. We're already halfway done. It th- it would be weird if that was the finale of it all. I, I, I don't agree. think they'll do that. At least I hope. They don't do that. Falcon Winter Soldier kind of had the power broker thing, which was disappointing to me and I think a lot of people. Um, so yeah, I guess that's you know three out of or two out of three so far that have had that kind of thing. 
And I, I totally, now that I read that, I was like, oh, I didn't really think about it that way. But I guess, yes. I mean, I guess the power broker wasn't, it wasn't overarching, but it wasn't really the point of the show. Whereas yeah. the, the he who remains Kang of it all of Loki was a big fucking deal. The power broker wasn't really a big deal. The, the big deal of that show was Sam Wilson becoming Captain America. I just don't think that there's any point, there's no point for them to prolong the reveal because it's him. The fact that in the comics, he's like her adopted father, seeing her, her real father die and then implying that her uncle has taken care of her. It's just, I I just don't think that there's a point in, in, in delaying the reveal much longer because, oh my gosh, I just want Vincent D'Onofrio in the marvel universe because yes. i think he's just gonna chew up the scenery <laughs> oh my god yes uh, and, he was and, so and good to add daredevil to, and to add to the matt fraction run kingpin is a very big part of the matt fraction run too yeah it's like, you know again they don't follow the comics and i will get to a comic thing they did in this in this episode that's good shit um but then we go to the present time well more so present time it had to have taken place during the blip of course um, but we see Maya Lopez training in a boxing gym. You see more of the the photographic reflexes of her taking down. You see her, see him like, or see her look at the dude's hand and kind of like predict what he's going to do, which I think is really really cool. And then she's driving a motorcycle and she goes to Fat Man Auto Repair, kind of another Nazi kingpin. Just saying. And we see Ronan fucking shit up. And there's a blood splatter on the windows, people getting straight up impaled by the sword, which I don't know if we've seen action this brutal in the MCU. I know Falcon War Soldier kind of got there. And even that little scene in Endgame, he does slit a dude's throat. But still, this is what was way more brutal than that. And I love that we got to see that. It's uh, I saw someone kind of say, like, hey, this isn't like Daredevil. Uh, jail scene level but it's like a a nice step forward towards that i don't know if they'll ever get that level but this was still pretty brutal and then we end up seeing um ronan kills maya's dad william and they have like a really really heartbreaking exchange was you know him basically saying go away and i think it's more of him saying get out of this life don't stay with these people go do your own thing says fly away little dragon um, and leaves a bloody handprint on her face, which happens in the comics, which inspires her to wear like a white handprint, which I wonder if she'll do later on. Maybe I do know that he had like this uh, half star or like half sun neck tattoo that she had on embroidered in her leather jacket in present time, which was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, what, what did you think of this Ronan scene? I think it's important to establish that he was very uh ruthless and very yeah. violent and yeah. like there 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 there's this implied fear in the underworld criminal underworld that ronan is this big deal like even her her vengeance to trying to find ronan now that he's back quote unquote i think it helps imply like helps fill in some of the gaps that say like okay he was going through the underworld just killing everybody and we saw it in Endgame, but but i think this helps kind of flesh that out and and it, it, I thought it was a good decision, and I think I, I think it's like almost disappointing that we get Hawkeye 
more than we get Ronan because that would be a fun thing to watch is, is Jeremy Renner just being like a killer assassin with a sword going around yeah. and we get we get trick <laughs> arrows instead which I'm totally fine with but oh man we'll get to the trick arrows because those were fucking sick uh, <laughs> but yeah this brings us back to where we left off in after episode two but it's morning and the Trexus Mafia hideout which I thought this was absolutely hilarious is in an abandoned kb toys which i know some of you might be too young to even know what the fuck a kb toys is which is depressing but i thought that was wild it was an abandoned kb toys very funny but it's morning and they were captured at night and they're still going in these little you know merry-go-round whatever dinosaurs and it makes it seem like they kind of did it all night which would have sucked a lot <laughs> to be honest. Like that would have been terrible. So good for them, I guess. <laughs> um, so there's this insane conversation between one of the tracksuit mafia uh, members and Kate about him buying imagine dragon tickets for his girlfriend, but he really bought them because he loves imagine dragons and her saying, well, you guys both have things to be sorry about. And I do love how she did. She says, well, at least you don't have to go to see Imagine Dragons. He's like, I love Imagine Dragons. <laughs> I, I, I thought this interaction was hilarious. Um, and then the bigger tracksuit mafia guy comes over and kind of starts to intimidate Kate. And this is where you start seeing Kate get kind of shook. And I like yeah. that they sh- show this because like we knew she's never really done this kind of stuff. Obviously she trained in you know martial arts and fencing and stuff like that but she's never done real quote-unquote superhero stuff she just saw a dead body probably for the first time in her life a couple episodes ago you know now she's trying to have to fight off groups of dudes which she's you know she's a 22 year old woman you're not gonna be as strong as these dudes like obviously you can outsmart them and fight better but still a big challenge and i I do love how they did that in, in the first few episodes of how she really struggled to keep up with them because of course she would she has the skills but she doesn't have the experience in that type of situation and then echo comes out and you can tell that things get serious as soon as she enters the room she commands a certain type of presence and she starts questioning them about the ronin suit and i do like how as soon as she saw clint she saw the hearing aid and knew that he was hearing impaired Obviously, his ASL skills aren't up to par with with her because she was doing shit and he was like, I have no idea. So then Kazi kind of interpreted what was going on. Clint kind of reassured that, hey, she is not Ronin. She put the suit on. She didn't know what it meant. He's dead. They ask who got him then. And then he said he words Natasha Romanoff, which, again, this is an awesome perspective where it was totally inaudible. But Kazi signed Black Widow. Mm -hmm. And then he she asked, how do you know? He said, I was there. And then they said it was very convenient that a dead person killed Ronan. Very convenient. And Maya gets very aggressive with Kate. And that's when she gets super, super shook. Super freaked out. And Kazi kind of pulls Maya back, being like, hey, hey, what are you doing? You're you're going overboard. Uh, Clint escapes. And this is where shit gets fucking pretty bonkers. I love this escape. Him kind of going through the empty toy aisles, tricking the tracksuit mafia guys, getting his bow and arrows and uh, fighting Maya. And you can tell she is no fucking joke. She is hanging with Clint hundred percent. 
he gets away. He traps her with two arrows, which was dope. And it, I did find out from New Rockstars that the, the arrows he was using were made for target practice. So they are less likely to hurt people. And the whole time when he was hitting Tracksuit Mafia people, he was hitting them in non-lethal spots like the shoulder or the arm or the legs or the hand. And uh, the sequence where he jumps off in slow-mo and starts shooting people and shit, fucking dope. Hawkeye is badass, guys. Stop shitting on Hawkeye. I, I'm hoping I'm hoping the series brings some brings some respect on Hawkeye's name. For the love of God, give this man some damn respect. All right, <laughs> dude's a badass. Uh, he also has an insane shot that seems to clip Kazi's ear. I wonder if that'll cause him to have some hearing issues. Maybe that's a little too overboard with hearing issues for the show. Maybe not. <laughs> I don't know. He knows ASL already, so I mean, good for him. Uh, and it frees Kate. And uh, I do like the pep talk he gave to him before he gave to her before he escaped, saying, "Hey, you got this. It's okay. Use your overconfidence in, in a positive way." Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> um, they end up escaping and getting out. Uh, is there anything you want to say in this fight sequence before we get to the car chase? Because the car chase is a lot. Uh, shout out to KB Toys in the Escondido Mall. <laughs> Love that place. I thought yeah. I thought it was gonna be uh, uh, abandoned Toys R Us, and when it was KB Toys, I was I was okay with that too. A deep cut um, right there. I think uh, I think it's important that they show that Echo is constantly observing because that's how she's gotten to where she is in life. It, it, from what we've seen, and immediately yeah. they show her see the hearing aid. And then she's kind of like challenging Hawkeye that he doesn't need it. He's too reliant on technology. Um, yep. And then I, th- I thought I like um, I like what they're doing with Kate that they show the overconfidence piece that she kind of just cares about people and she's trapped by criminals way over her head, but she's still trying to like help this guy with his relationship and trying to <laughs> yeah. relate because he walks away and she's like, "Look, we're relating with these people or something." And I think she yeah. thinks she can talk her way out of it. And then I think it's important that then like immediately they show she's way out of her depth. And <laughs> just again, like, you know, she thinks she can escape, but then Clint easily does. And she's like, how did you do that? And do that? I that? Yeah. I think that they're showing like how, how equipped he is in situations like that. And then for later in the episode, when, when he finally kind of gives her her due, she, you know, he, he's learning to respect her uh, for what she can do. But I think that the early stages of that fight thing really showed that, like, what, where she is compared to Hawkeye and um, how, how she needs to kind of get better. And I think she's so competitive. She's just watching and learning yes. and trying to be like, okay, I need to get to this level so I can compete. You know, she's yeah. a competitor. So she's like, I got to compete with Hawkeye in this situation. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Ch-ch-ch-ch- 
ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Um, so I thought that oh, was yeah. good. No, yeah, that was very good. I, I forgot to mention that there is a point where Clint tries to take out Maya's leg, and then it, it's the leg that has the metal prosthetic and gets clocked with it. And I love the ringing, and it knocks out the hearing aid. She stomps the hearing aid. He ends up picking yeah. it up on their way out. Uh, as soon as they get out, Kate sees a red Dodge uh, Challenger. Challenger? I'm bad with cars. Sorry, guys. Um, which actually <laughs> actually is the same kind of car that they do a very similar car chase in the comics in the Matt Fraction run. Um, but they're in the Charger. So it's really funny that she's like, let's take the Charger. And he's like, he obviously can't hear her. But he's like, we're not smashing that thing I'm getting this car. And he's hotwiring her car. He ends up driving. They start going off. And uh, Kate gets out to do the shooting. Clint has a Why bunch did- of trick arrows. Why did he want her to drive so that he could shoot? Probably, yeah. He he, like, I would imagine. he knew how to drive. Obviously, he was capable of doing that. I was trying to pick that up because that's all that there was so much going on in that whole sequence, which was just delightful. Yeah. And so I was trying to pick up like, is there another reason for why he doesn't want he doesn't want to drive? But I think it's so that he could be the one shooting. The one shooting. That's the only yeah. thing I can think of too. But it's funny because I think she was even like, I don't know how to drive which he couldn't yeah, hear yeah. again, uh, <laughs> yeah. which would make sense. If she's a kid who grew up in New York city, why would she know how to drive? No one drives in New York city. You know what I mean? Like it, it would yeah, make, that yeah, would make it, sense. Not even the fact well, that she's rich. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that exactly. adds to She it. probably had a driver. Yeah. Oh yes. Oh, one thing I want to shout out. My friend, John just got me this comic. Look at this shit. Look at this. Look at that. Scotty Young. Yeah, man. I'm glad Not you know Scotty Young. He's amazing. But dude, uh, I have all no, I've spent way too many hours in lines at Comic Cons trying to collect all the pins that he put out at Comic Con. It's so stupid. Yeah, the same friend got me, um, I think, a Captain America, Captain Marvel, and Thor uh, Scotty Young pins. They're, I oh, love I got, his art. He's yeah. amazing. Yeah. He, he'll buy Scotty Young covers just because they're Scotty Young covers. He's obsessed. Yeah. I, I've been <laughs> trying to track down some original art by him for years. If you guys follow comic art stuff, Felix Comic Arts, he used to represent him. And at Comic-Con a couple of years, he had some amazing Spider-Man stuff. So I, I collected uh, oh. I, I collected for a long time uh, Spider-Man original art, and it was just always a little bit too expensive for my taste. And I'm kind of starting that to sell some of it off now because it's time. Yeah, that, that shit. <laughs> anytime I see like any kind of comic artist do original art that they sell, I'm like, I'm good. Like, I get it. I get why you're charging that money, but yeah, no. <laughs> Not for me, sir. Like yes, $2,000 for... Yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. No, no, no. No, no, no. <laughs> Not happening. So, as we're in this car chase, we see a bunch of trick arrows, including a putty arrow, which is purple putty. I will say the CGI that was, was pretty terrible. They should have kind of yep. made that a little better, but that's, that's fine. The, the rest of the CGI in this that I think that made it stand out was because everything else looked so good, and I, I was there was also something else I was watching and they were saying that everything inside the car was likely CGI'd, which if you've never told me that I would have said it looked like a real car, which if you can do that shit make the putty look normal I don't know whatever that's a it's a small nitpick. Uh, there's a putty arrow, there's an exploding arrow, which I'm pretty sure Kate killed that person. <laughs> I think so, thank you I'm for pretty saying sure. that. Like a lot of people got really hurt in this episode. <laughs> yeah, that person definitely probably died because that van exploded. There was only one person in it, but I'm pretty sure they're dead. Uh, a plunger arrow, which comes into play later. A wire release arrow. 
that brings in all of the trees, which is seemed like it was like a lethal weapon homage. That whole scene going through the the buy a Christmas tree shop, um, mm-hmm. and then finally the grand finale of all arrows. They're stuck on a bridge, and Clint says, "Hey, shoot up!" She shoots straight up in the air. And then he has this arrow that has this blue hint on it. And then it comes into focus that has the Pym Particles logo on it. He shoots it up in there and explodes this fucking arrow that comes down and crashes into Kazi's truck, which explodes the back of the truck. I'm kind of shocked they didn't die either, but it's a Marvel hero. It's a you know superhero show with people are gods and shit. So who really cares about semantics of that? And that moment was fucking phenomenal. And then he cans Kate a USB arrow, which has come into play quite a few times in Avengers and in What If. And yeah, I like how that. she's like, you don't want to see what this arrow is going to do. <laughs> and she shoots it at the, the big tracksuit mafia guy. I think his name's Ivan. And it just bounces off him like it's nothing. Which uh, Eric Voss from Rockstar's brought up a good, good point that even at that speed, even a USB arrow would probably puncture someone's skin. Yeah. So he I, has this weird theory that yeah. Ivan is like, like super soldier serumed up or something. He did punch a car window out pretty easily. So, I mean, I guess it's possible, but I think that that was just a joke. I think that was it's comic relief. Yeah. I think it was just comic relief. I think he's looking way too much into that, but I did think it was funny. It just bounced off him. It's like, I didn't think of that in the moment because I'm watching a show with dude just shot a fucking pin part of arrow off. What the fuck am I thinking about real shit? And he just shot a USB arrow and it just bounced off him. I thought it was hilarious. And then they do the classic Avengers pose uh, Hawkeye escape where they do the jump and turn and they escape on the subway. So um, I do want to shout thinking? out. Uh, I want to shout out Children of Men uh, for the they, they totally ripped off the circle shot in the car, which I just adore. Like, I almost yeah. wish that would have gone on longer. I understand how impossible it would be to do that but if 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 you're listening and haven't seen children of men or haven't watched it in a couple of years one go check that movie out but uh alfonso Cuaron did the shot where the the camera just spins and it's this insane one take that they actually did practically and i thought that that was a good um homage to that scene uh and yeah, just really, really well uh just from a storytelling standpoint to show like how chaotic everything was and then show her trying to get out of the car to shoot i thought that was really smart um, and I, I think that the the barbs between uh, Clint and and Kate are really good. And so I came into this show not knowing if I would like it. Just based on the trailers, I thought, okay, maybe they're right. going to get a little too cute with all this stuff. And I know uh, on Twitter, somebody you were interacting with was saying it's too much like a television show. But I, I actually think that that's playing into its strengths right now. Um, I agree. Just the fact that their, their relationship is really fun. And I thought her like kind of making fun of him for all the different uh, gimmick arrows and when she 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 explodes the van and she's like there's four more arrows more dangerous than that like i just thought it was like they're playing really fast great. and loose with that scene and i thought it was interesting and fun and very exciting i i, I saw on twitter somebody said that, that might have been one of their favorite action scenes uh that marvel's done especially in the tv shows which was was cool uh and then i absolutely adored the scene on the train when they finally sit down yep and she's saying like we need to get, let the dog out and he doesn't hear her and says that she's the best archer. And then he says that like, they're like the same person. And I think person, that they're starting yeah. to kind of come to the, the conclusion that they're meant for each other. Uh, I thought yeah. that was fun. 
yeah, I was just about to bring up that scene. I I, <laughs> I loved their banter, and even even when they uh, he can't hear her in the car, and she's like, she's like, if you turned around to give her a shot, and he's like, I think if you, it was the same kind of moment. It's like I, I turned yeah. around to give her a shot. He's like, we're communicating. I, I love, yeah. I love that. I, I love their dynamic, and, and that's kind of how it is in the comics, or even like I talked about the Avengers game that has Clinton Caton, and that's in that relationship is like a relationship they've had for years and years in the game. And it's kind of the same in the comic too. Um, but it, they, they are doing it flawlessly in this show. And they've I, done it in a really way that respects Hawkeye as how he's been. They didn't try to change Hawkeye and to be someone completely different. They just have evolved on the character that's already been put in front of us, which I, I love that they did that I completely. Love and, it. And he's a caring person. I mean, obviously he's cared for yes. Natasha and they have this relationship. Uh, he cares for his kids and his wife, obviously. And I think that if they, like, again, if they would have, sometimes my frustration with shows is when they take character beats on a little bit too long. And this was an opportunity where they could take like grumpy Clint and take that too far. And I think that they're doing a good job. One, he kept his hearing out, hear, hearing aid out during that one conversation and she just like kept talking because she doesn't care and uh <laughs> just thought that that like like then he puts it back in but he actually is starting to care for her which i, I think is important because yes. um, if they would have oh, yeah. made grumpy clint go on way too long that's just not that's fun and like, like we got to move on you know yeah yeah he's he's definitely realizing that there is a scene in that where she's like, we're in this together as far as I'm concerned. And he doesn't disagree. He's just kind of like, yeah, he doesn't outright say it. Yeah. But his body language says, yes, we, we are in, in this together, which yeah. like you said, it is very important. I have loved that up to this point, even at the beginning of the episode, we've seen very annoyed Clint Barton that, Hey, I've been through all of this fucking shit for like a decade and mm-hmm. now or over a decade in, in MCU time. Cause he lives through the five-year blip marking people <laughs> for the whole fucking time but and now he has to deal with this shit even more you know what i mean but yeah. now he's realizing like hey i'm kind of the cause of this it's not really her fault it's kind of my fault honestly like it, he is kind of the root of this this whole situation in, in a big way like he is facing the consequences of what he did which is another important thing which uh, that was kind of a gripe with the mcu is that they never really had to pay consequences which I kind of agree with later on when they finally get into like phase two and three, they kind of, it's like the whole gripe of everything is that it's them dealing with what they've done before, um, which is very, very important to move forward and to grow every, everything overall. And this next scene I want to talk about heartbreaking and I don't even have children. And it, (laughs) but so I can only imagine the people I've talked to who are like actual dads. I'm like, this scene must've, murdered you <laughs> um but they're back at the hideout Clint's, clint gets a, salt, a call from his son nathaniel his hearing aid is still broken he can't hear what he's saying so kate helps out and writes down what he's saying on a notepad so he can talk back which i thought was really really cool too and i think that kind of added to the level of like respect that he had for her or you know like more of a bond he built with her mm-hmm. uh that she's like hey i i just want to help people like including you like you're my hero, I need to help you out, kind of thing. Um, eventually, he talks about, "Are you going to be home for the movie marathon?" He's like, ah, "I can't, I can't make it, kid." Um, but I'm going to be back before Christmas. I should be back in like a day or something like that. And he even says, "If you can't make it back, like I understand." It's just heartbreaking. It was so sad. <laughs> like this scene was so sad. Like he, I, 
he better he better make it home for Christmas. That's all straight up, say. dude. <laughs> yeah, he needs to make it back before Christmas. For the love of God, please you bring it back with his family. Didn't? Yeah, oh, I would be so sad, especially after this scene, man. Like, fuck. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they 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 really laid it on you hard, man. Like, whew. it was it was rough. Um. Then we go back to uh, Kazi and Maya. Kazi says that her using the tragic mafia to hunt Ronin would upset upset their uncle. Another hint at Kingpin possibly. Um, and then Clinton and uh, Kate get the hearing aid fixed. And then they're walking through this park in this really nice kind of conversation about how he talks about how Ronan took out upper management in the tracksuit mafia during his reign of absolute terror and that there's someone at the top that you don't want to mess with. So it is implying that whoever this uncle is, whether it be Kingpin or not, and Ronan had had altercations before in the past, which is really mm-hmm. fucking cool to me. Like that a lot. Um, and then we get the the diner scene that we've talked about a little bit. I love that she drew him a new costume, which is a very comic accurate costume. And uh, shout out to Tyler Small. He sent me an image that I think was in the LARPing scene of someone wearing something very similar to the comic accurate costume. Uh, unless he ends up wearing this dumbass costume at the end, which I kind of hope not. But I really just think it was a not. I think I think it was and everyone just missed it. It was probably like a very fast kind of shot in the background or something. But if that does end up being something that was in the LARPing scene hilarious that they actually hit that in there very very funny um where are we at here does she did she so so right after that is when they start talking about the suit and yes i'm kind of surprised that she's not picking up on the fact that he's ronin yet i think she knows okay because she was like it's somebody close to you which is why you have to keep it a secret i was waiting for him to tell her like oh it's it's me um which I, I mean, he didn't, and maybe they will by the end. But I feel like that kind of yeah. would help. I feel like that would like help her understand why this, this is such a big deal to him. <laughs> I, she's smart, and I think she knows, but she doesn't want to take away yeah. him telling her that. You know, she's like yep. respecting him and being like doesn't want to call him out on it. Uh, so I think she does know. Even the way she kind of said it's like it's someone close to you. It seemed like she knew, but yeah. she didn't want to blow blow up his spot. And and I do think that he'll end up telling Maya to possibly by the end, um, which could lead oh, to some interesting. very. It's it's interesting to see what she'll how she'll handle that news if he does end up telling her that. Sure, sure. Uh, you you know what I mean. Um, there is this this great uh, interaction with where Clint says, "Hey, you really need to name this dog," and she kind of goes through a bunch of like pizza restaurant names uh and he smiles with pizza dog but i really do hope they she ends up calling him lucky the pizza dog by the end we'll see i wouldn't be too mad because this dog is fucking adorable and the way he smiled when he said pizza dog was amazing so i, I wouldn't be too mad but i kind of do do hope he gets called lucky lucky by mm-hmm. the end um with lucky landslots you can get lucky just about anywhere dearly beloved we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom sorry sorry we're here we were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time no lucky land casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry in that case i pronounce you lucky Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
then they end up going to Eleanor's penthouse because Kate says that uh, the Eleanor or the Bishop security database can get files on all these criminals. Uh, so they go there, she hacks in, which is really well, dope. They, she knows how to hack stuff. They start to do that because he asks if there's more stuff from Avengers. Oh yes. Uh, headquarters right. that's floating out there, which I thought was another oh, good yes. tie into what you were saying about the consequences Excellent. that that's like, that's a big deal that there's things from yep. the Avengers that are, that are kind of floating around, floating around that they need to like get a handle on that, which makes sense because of the stuff that they did with the vulture and, and, and uh, yep. Adrian Toomes and, and homecoming and Mysterio and, and, and then Spider-Man uh, no way home. They're implying maybe that like some of the bad guys get Stark tech, like, yep. you know, you're, you're starting to see that this technology is starting to get out there and the ramifications of and that, have, how bad that could be. And we have armor wars coming out, which is going to be the big part of that. It's like, that's what that whole show is going to be about is going to be about people getting Stark tech or maybe other tech in their hands and Rhodey yeah. kind of cleaning it up with probably Ironheart. Um, those two have been confirmed to be in it. So that's not a spoiler guy. Sorry. If you thought, that was spoiler, <laughs> but, <sorry. laughs> um, but yes. And then the, the, she didn't know that the watch got taken from from the auction, but the watch might play a bigger role than we thought. Maybe um, now that he kind of brought that up, like, oh, I wonder, do you know anything else that was being auctioned off? Obviously, she didn't I know just, that the the Trek Mafia guy kind of found the watch in it. I wonder if it is an Iron Man too. You mentioned that last week, and just talking yeah. about Stark Tech getting out in the wild. I wonder if that's like it could be part yeah. of, of how that happens. It's possible. Who knows? Uh, like cool. I said, if it's if it if it never gets brought up again, don't care. But if they did, it could be something cool. Who, who We're knows? not going to let anything go, Sean. Everything <laughs> means something. Yes, it always means something. Um, they get to the the penthouse, uh, Eleanor's penthouse, and Kate brings up it was built by their great 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 grandfather, so it's been in the family. It makes sense why they restored it after the Battle of New York. Uh, it's been in the family. There might be some other criminal underworld reasons to why they want to keep it. Maybe not. Again, probably looking too much into that. Uh, when Kate does get into the daddy base, uh, Clint brings up, hey, bring up Cosby's file, which she does. And he's working for a company called Sloan Limited. There is a bunch of characters that have the name Sloan in Marvel lore, but they're kind of all small. So I think it's just a name for the series. Probably no significance to it whatsoever. Um which this is likely a shell company that is used to make a legit front for the criminal stuff they do. Highly likely. Uh, any Clint, mob Clint boss kind of thing. Yeah. Clint references that he has heard of that company before. So I'm curious what the payoff of oh. that is. Yeah, very good point. I don't think I yeah. even caught that. Um, he he says it in passing. He's like, I think I've heard of that. And uh, then he starts to like, okay. that's when he starts to like walk around the, uh, the yeah, apartment. He, yeah, he hears the noise and starts to walk around. Kate gets locked out, which big ups to Bishop Security. Like they, they got their shit together. That's for damn sure. <laughs> and it's, it's honestly a cool attention to detail because, you know, when you mostly see like hacking things in any TV show or movie, it's usually very convenient and easy. And there's no ramifications for it. Or they're like, oh, they're locking me out. But somehow they find a way around it. But with mm -hmm. this one, he just gets locked straight out, which I thought was a really cool like attention to detail with, with those kind of things. Um, Clint hears a noise, kind of goes to investigate it. Then after Kate gets locked out, she also realizes that Clint is gone. And Clint is confronted by Jack, 
with the Ronin sword at his fucking neck, which is wild. And I know some people are kind of theorizing that maybe because I mentioned before that the swordsman was the mentor to Hawkeye. We don't really know if they know each other and we didn't even get, we didn't because it phased the black right as he, Jack comes in the picture and we didn't see if Clint or Clint looked at him and he, if he recognized him and he very well hmm. could not, uh, but maybe he does. Maybe he does knew, know who Jack Duquesne is, um, especially if his, when I said father, the last episode, it's his uncle Armand. My bad. Um, because it, de- it definitely seems like Armand is definitely very much involved in the criminal underworld as well. So he might know him from that. Who knows? I- I'm excited to see where next, ep- next episode. There's been some clips from some trailers of uh, Clint and Kate at like a dinner table with Eleanor and Jack, I think. Or at least they showed Eleanor. So I'm guessing that's where our next episode picks up. Uh, because I was wondering uh, about that. Yeah, because they've shown that heavily in the trailer that they're yeah. like working together. Yeah. And I bet you, I bet you Jack is there too. It would make they sense. They just didn't show that in the trailer. Yeah. It, okay. It, it, would, it, would make, it would make sense. So I, I definitely think we're going to pick up with that. Where next episode is going to go, I have, I have no idea. Uh, they did post a promo. And it said the biggest surprises are yet to come. And they showed a flash of someone in this like spy suit, which could be Elena. Maybe. It's got to be. She's got to be Elena. Wait, oh shoot! Did she get? Uh, I had it up last week. Did she get credited for four episodes or three? Because if she got four episodes, then good on her agent for getting her one more episode credited than she deserved. <laughs> Not deserved. That's the wrong way to say. Well, it. F- Florence Pugh. Yeah, yeah, she's. Oh, she was, uh, I didn't even know she was credited that much. That's what. Uh, so, so uh, Vera, I don't know how to say her last name, is credited oh, for like Farmiga? all six. Yeah, she's credited for like all six episodes, which whenever somebody's like not in an episode, but they get credited for it, you're like, oh, yeah, you have respect in the industry. (laughs) True. I mean, she was listed in the credits still, and she was not in this episode. So Ah, Florence Pugh is credited for three episodes, ladies and gentlemen. So she'll probably show up next week. Sorry if that's a spoiler, people. I'm so sorry. I mean. Ah, good news. Uh, Echo's father is credited for four episodes. For one more, right? Yeah. For four total. So. For four, so he, oh, I'm wow. sure we'll see him in flashbacks or something. Wow, maybe not. Okay, cool. That's dope. That's good news. I thought get I off heard of IMDb, only in two. Get off IMDb. <laughs> You're ruining the, the show. show. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't care. Live, <laughs> live spoilers. We're researching spoilers <laughs> on the. <laughs> I mean, as long as it's not giving away specific plot details. I mean, me saying Kingpin is in the show is technically a spoiler, which I mean, it's it's it, it is pure speculation at this point. I don't know for a fact that he's in the show. It's just all the facts they're giving me is telling me he's in the fucking show. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Well, that's, that's all. As a as an intuitive viewer of a of a TV series, you're you're picking up the clues that the show is directly giving you. Exactly. And that was pretty heavy handed. Now we know an extra layer that it's Kingpin in the sense that we know the relationship and stuff, but, and that's one of the things that I'm trying to, as a viewer, I'm always trying to learn that is like, you know, we're always jumping ahead to these extra things and putting extra meaning to stuff. And there's a level of of consuming this, this media where you have to just like, let the show tell you what it wants to (laughs) tell you. And then because we're nerds, we like know way too much. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And, And I think I said this before, I'm fine with speculating. Like I said with the watch, like, oh, maybe the watch does mean something or maybe I'm looking too much into it. Either way, I don't care. 
it, I, I'm here to take in the story they're telling me. And this story has seriously surprised me in a way where this is becoming one of my favorite MCU shows to date, which is saying a lot because I loved WandaVision and Loki. Loki is in my top 10 of Marvel projects ever. WandaVision is like just out of it. So is it because we had saying, low expectations? Maybe I was super stoked for this show, especially with knowing some of the comics and then reading the whole run before. Um, But I definitely didn't think it would give us an episode like it just did. Um, Because I think another part of it, like you're talking about where like, yes, this does feel like more TV, more like a TV show than the others. But it it does to me, like you said, it's a strength. And this episode felt so human, which we've never really gotten that kind of perspective in the MCU. You know what I mean? We've never gotten a true human perspective maybe some stuff with tony stark but he's also a fucking billionaire that grew that i mean that built a fucking suit that he flew around it you know Mm -hmm. that's not very relatable in that sense like when he kind of suffered from the anxiety and the ptsd like you could kind of relate to that of course but overall like you can't really fully relate i mean also clint is like a trained murderous assassin you can't really relate to that but the human moments in this episode, whether it be with Maya, whether it be with Kate, whether it be with Clint, like they're all very human. And I cannot say enough how fucking sick that is. Honestly. Do you know when this, this show is filmed? Cause I'm wondering if I'm Marvel sure. is starting to learn how to, how to tell TV shows, how to tell maybe, stories maybe. through TV shows. And I think that we saw that WandaVision, we messed up. Uh, we thought that that show was going to be a lot different than it was. And, like I said, that's on us. I think I said it to you <laughs> that if I knew it was just going to be like an intimate uh, reflection on trauma and grief uh, yeah. that and that's what the show is going to be. I think we would have enjoyed that more, which I thought that that was awesome. Uh, and the episodes were so short. So I think we were always kind of left wanting. And so I'm just yeah. wondering if they've now learned with a couple of shows under their belt, like how to write a TV series, how to pace it. And even just showing us that it's going to be six episodes. Like, you know, I think that they're showing us the story that needs to be told. I think that that was always a problem with the Netflix shows, that it would be like 10 or 11 episodes. And then you have these side plots and that you don't even care about. Um, And I think that this show is specifically staying really close to four characters. You know, Hawkeye, Kate, now Echo, and then Jack and Eleanor. So, so there's like a couple characters you care about, but that all kind of stays in the same orbit. We're not going off on different tangents. So I'm I'm kind of just wondering if Marvel is learning how to tell these stories, which, oh my gosh, if, if they can just crush TV shows. Keep going. We're just in, yeah. yeah, we're just like in for such a treat the next couple of years. <laughs> yeah, I, I think they probably treated the first few, which makes sense, as like shooting a big, long movie. And that would make sense. Like that's what they're used mm-hmm. to. And I think for WandaVision, it worked for the most part. Um, I think Falcon the Winter Soldier kind of suffered from it a little bit, but I think it's mostly because of the COVID of it all that had them made them that made them completely restructure a part of the story and that made part of the story fall flat for a lot of people, including me. Mm-hmm. Um, but the highs in that show were fucking incredible. Like Sam Wilson becoming Captain America was un- unreal. I was like cheering in my living room for that scene. Uh, I have a Loki definitely felt like a movie just because the stakes were so high, but it was also kind of every, just like this series, every kind of episode left off with a cliffhanger, like a TV show level, HBO level cliffhanger, you know? So, and I think these, these were the later ones. And I think having someone like Michael Waldron, who has written and produced Rick and Morty 
and he also was like the dude behind heels which you've never if you have not watched heels even if you're not a wrestling fan it, the show is an amazing drama if you are a wrestling fan it's just going to add to your interest in that show but he was like the showrunner on that and that show has done very very well too I think maybe that kind of helped too, bringing in more of these, which they had um, Matt Shackman, who is a TV guy with WandaVision. But, you know, it, it's, I'm sure that was a big different process for him anyway, uh, doing a kind of Marvel level thing. But yeah, like I, you could be totally right that now they're, which would make sense mm-hmm. that they would learn as they go along more things of how to make this shit work. But yeah, you're probably 100% right <laughs> that they're only going to keep getting better with this stuff. Yeah, I'm, I, I think I had low expectations for this show. I don't think I thought any. I don't. I think I was going to tune in on you know Wednesday morning. Did you? Yourself? Did I? No. Did I disappear? Oh no! Some technical difficulties here, guys. <laughs> if you're watching on YouTube, Austin's fuse face is worth it. To be honest. No, you're still you're still quiet. <laughs> no, I, I can't hear y'all. So we're 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 gonna wrap this up for this one. We'll be back next week with episode four. See what this show's bring us. Thank you again for joining us. If you're new to Metalcore Nerds, thank you for joining us. If you if you are Coming back again, thank you for always being a part of this. We actually just passed 10,000 downloads, which is incredible to me that that many people have downloaded this, whether it's one time, a million times, whatever. Super fucking cool. Uh, we're going to keep this shit rolling on and on, see how much this podcast can grow in the future. But until next week, until next time, see you later, nerds.